0: Hey everyone, and welcome back for episode 90 of the PATH podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us on the PATH this week. It's pretty exciting. We've made it to 90 episodes. I feel like that's a big uh, mile marker there. Oh yeah, a big milestone. Um, So it's exciting, and we're starting um, discussing this new series that we started yesterday called This Is Us. Um... And we're, in this in this short little series, we're just going to look at and kind of remind ourselves of the vision that God gave to us that we agreed on as as a church uh, three years ago now, mm-hmm. of um, that we are a family of Christ followers who love, live, and lead like Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, yesterday you started laying out that. Um, laying out that foundation for us that um, of this is who we are and that our identity is found in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe take a moment and just sort of recap um, uh, kind of the major points of that sermon, and then um, we'll dig into a few uh, deeper things after that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, part of why we think
1: this is helpful mm-hmm. and necessary is might, where I, might be where I start off. Yeah, set I all. think that's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why have this series three years later? Why have, um, you know, a refreshing of the vision, if you will? Well, number one, as we move on into things, if you don't keep the vision at the forefront, mm-hmm. it moves to a back burner and you almost forget why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So it's to remind us of what we've been doing, why we've been doing it, how it's been working. But also, just to help us understand, like, it's not just, like, this is not something that is, like, Derek's idea Yeah. that I pitched when I first got here. And then, you know, it took a year for us to say, let's do it. And then we did it. No, I mean, really, my idea was left on the, the whiteboard, mm-hmm. you know, um, because we collaborated with a group of people. From the church. From the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We asked... As many people as we could, and as many groups as we could. What's your dream for this church? What do you want to see God do? How do you see want God? How do you want to see God work here? And uh, we developed that from those meetings, a lot of meetings. And so it it was the lifeblood of the church, and mm-hmm. what we are called to do. <clears throat> but it's also foundational. Uh, our the foundation of it all is established in what Christ says, what the Bible says, yeah. who Jesus tells a church that they should be. Because we ask questions like, "What does a Christ follower at LaFayette First look like?" Mm-hmm. And that's how we came up, ultimately, with the "Love Live Lead" vernacular. That um, those are our definitions of really, which is what the Bible says a Christ follower should look like. Yeah, it's just our fancy way of putting it out there. And so it's important that we need, that we remember that, um, you know, we've all heard the old adage, it's a biblical verse that where there is no vision, the people will perish. Mm -hmm. That's certainly true. You need leadership. You need vision. You need direction. And that's what we're trying to give. Mm -hmm. And that direction has gotten us where we're at. We are seeing God move. We just baptized for seven weeks in a row. Yeah. We are seeing that take place and happen because we've done these things. We've prayed. We've sought God. We, and He's answering our prayers. Like the these are the things we did years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago, and more. You know, and since then, that God is just now answering those prayers. Yeah. So we need to keep praying those prayers. Keep those things in front of us so that we realize that, you know, five years down the road, you know, that's God answering those prayers.
0: Right. Well, I think it's important to remember, too, that it's, um it wasn't just like, this isn't just marching orders, like the, we are a family of Christ followers who love, <coughs> live and lead, is not just, it's not just something we do, it's who we are oh, yeah. as a church. Because it doesn't say, we're going to go love, live, and lead like Jesus. It says no. we are a family of Christ followers who love, live, and lead. This is who we are. This is our identity as a church here at Lafayette First. And um, and I think it's good to be reminded of that from time yeah. to time because it you very easily, I mean, because you and I can fall into this just as easily as anybody else of you just come and you go through the motions every week. And it's like, yeah, it's just, we, we go to church because it's what we do. Yeah, But... We we've been given a mission, which is kind of what you talked about yesterday. That mm-hmm. we have a task to go do, oh, yeah. and in order to perform that task, we have to remember who we are. And God chose
1: this messy thing mm-hmm. called the ecclesia, this assembly, gathering, mm-hmm. this church. He chose that to display His glory into the world.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's God's choice. Mm-hmm. Um. With as messy as churches can be and as um, easy they can fall into false right. doctrine and apathy mm-hmm. and just complacency, you know, you know it's kind of like, God, are you sure that's the right way to do it? And we shouldn't question God, but, you know, it's kind of like just how God works. He uses the humble things to shame yeah. the wise. He uses the things that you wouldn't expect right. to accomplish <laughs> his task and his will. And he, that's the case here. So he's called us out. He's called us together, and that's why we use that language, family. We're a family mm-hmm. of Christ followers. Yeah. He has called us out and brought us in, so that we can be sent out. Yeah. And so that's what's happening there. We look at this passage in, in in Matthew chapter sixteen, where Jesus really prophesies about the the ushering in of the church. I call it. I've called it kind of where he established the church. Because the church is established on this foundational stone mm-hmm. that Jesus clearly says here, it's me. Yeah. It's me. Uh, you got verses like uh, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Yeah. That is Christ. Yeah. We have verses Jesus himself saying, build your house upon a rock so that it won't fade in the storm. hmm uh, don't build it on sand. So we see this imagery, and that Christ is the rock upon which this, the church is established, and not merely the idea of Christ, but the message of Christ. Yeah. And that's what we saw. He says, "Who do you say that I am?" Which we said that's a really important question yeah. that we all that we all must answer. But he says that, and Peter just pipes up. You know, it's one of those moments where Peter speaks up and he said something good.
0: Yeah, he didn't put his foot in his mouth.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and he says, yeah. You're the Messiah or the Christos. Mm-hmm. You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. Jesus even says, Hey, Simon, you're blessed because heaven, you know, you didn't figure that out on your own. God right. showed you that to you. But he says, and upon this rock, this statement, this declaration, I will build my church, Mm -hmm. that Christ, Jesus, is the Son of the living God. He is the Messiah. He's the anointed one. And so that's what we saw. We saw um, um, the first thing uh, that we saw was um, Jesus established a movement that would turn the world upside down. Yeah. In Acts chapter 17, the people in that town that Paul and uh, others came into literally said that. as like, what are these guys doing here? They've turned the world upside down. They're going to yeah. come here. Right. And turn this place upside down too. They ended up, you know, fighting against it and, you know, not liking it. But, it, but, but it's, it's just, it shows that just a few years after Jesus's ascension, um, uh, After the establishment of the church uh, in in the early books of Acts, just a few years later, you see the entire known world at the time literally just turned on its head. Right. Because this movement of 12 dudes and some ladies up in an upper room Mm -hmm. blew up, blew up, because they established it on Christ, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't just, hey, y'all get together every now and again, sing some worship songs, <laughs> right. pray some prayers, somebody's going to preach in front of you, no, dude, they They went out to the highways and the byways of the entire earth telling the, the message of the Messiah, the mm-hmm. Anointed One, Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, that could save people from their sins, and God did, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit blew it up. By coming and anointing them for the task at hand, yeah. and it literally turned the world upside down.
0: Right. Well, and the, and the great thing, um, and you made this point yesterday, is that we we get to be we are a part of that. Now. Mm. Oh, but yeah. It's a we we are a continuation of that same yeah. work, and and God still is working that way. He's still mm-hmm. turning the world upside down. It might look a little different now than it did two thousand years ago, mm-hmm. but but God is still working that way. I mean, we've seen that here just over oh, the yeah. last couple of months with how. God is, is radically changing people's lives uh by by rescuing mm-hmm. them from death and sin. Oh yeah. And um and, and he's still he's still doing that work and I think that's such an important thing for us to remember because uh it's easy to uh it's easy to think, again, well, you know, yeah. That's where it started, but we're we're in a different place now, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and the the reality is, we're not in a different place now. We are still doing what God tasked the church to Mm -hmm. do two thousand years ago.
1: Yeah, absolutely, we are. We Mm -hmm. we join that movement. Yeah, when we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior, right. And I think it's important that we say that because, from the time of Constantine, where the church stopped being a movement. And it started to be an institutionalized yeah. thing, because that once before that, people met in house churches. They they'd have to hide at times. Yeah, it wasn't until Constantine established that there would be a like a state, state religion, religion, mm-hmm. a state-run church. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until then that we had cathedrals and beautiful right. buildings and. You know, these, these like ornate places of worship, mm-hmm. all that came since then. Right. And hey, I'm not, I'm not bemoaning that. I mean, Christianity grew yeah. during all that time. However, it became a lot less like robust grassroots, mm-hmm. let's duke it out kind of, yeah. you know, th- movement and much more, you know, refined and yeah. you got to follow a list of rules and, you know, it, it it tends toward um you know it it can tend toward you know religiosity rather than i'm living my life for Christ yeah. no matter what mm-hmm. um and, and that's dangerous and we fall into that propensity as well yeah because you know if we if we not because but if we, Allow it just to become something that we only do once a week yeah. and not realize that answering that question, who do you say that I am? I am a blood bought member of the family of God. Jesus Christ rescued me because he's my Messiah. Mm-hmm. He's the anointed one. He's the Son of Living God in my life. And I've been I've been rescued. Mm-hmm. I've been called out. And I've been called to a purpose yeah. that he has for me. And I get to live that out in a local body. I get to live that out with my brothers and sisters in Lafayette, Georgia, mm-hmm. and see the world changed yeah. from here.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, that's a lot different than, I think I'll go to church this week, yeah. sing some songs, pray, and pray some home. prayers, yeah. go home, and it affects me at all. It doesn't affect me at all. Yeah, yeah and that's the vision we have That that is the vision we need mm-hmm. is that we need to be the body of Christ God intended for us to be in 1835 when this church was established to impact this community for his glory and for his gospel um, and, and there are churches dying every day every day they've got people in them mm-hmm. they've got They've got buildings that are probably paid off. Yeah, they don't owe any debt on them. They've got all the things, all the things that should make church possible. Yeah, but they are not a part of the active living movement of Jesus Christ that He established, and said hell can't even prevail against it. Yeah, how sad is it that hell can't prevail against the church? Yet, the churches, churches are. Uh, across our country dead and dying yeah because they they lost the excitement they lost the mission yeah. they lost The movement aspect of it all.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's it's uh, where you make the delineation between something you do and and something you are, Mm -hmm. and and I think that a lot of churches have forgotten who they are, Mm -hmm. and it just began to be something. This is what we do every week. I go and do that thing, but then I go and do a whole bunch of other things during the week, and those other things are not. I'm not talking about you're going out and doing evil things necessarily. Right, you're just doing other things, and. church is just one more thing that you tack onto that list of things you do every right. week as opposed to this is who I am. This is mm-hmm. my identity. I am a member of a family of Christ followers mm-hmm. who love, live and lead like mm-hmm. Jesus. And that affects everything else that yeah. I do, but it starts with who I am before it's anything that I do. And yeah. I think that that's where a lot of a lot of churches have have lost their way over the years mm-hmm. is that they forgot who they were. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not like, it's not like. Um, I think I think a good uh, a good distinction to make is that it's not like we captured the special vision that other churches haven't captured. <laughs> we just we're just that's just the way we say it. This is mm-hmm. we are we are uh, saying in that one little statement that this is our identity, yeah. and and other churches say it in other ways, mm-hmm. and they they grasp it just as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think that. We need to understand that we're identifying with the church, not with our church right here. Mm-hmm. But we are identifying with the church that Jesus established here mm-hmm. in this passage that we read yesterday. Um, and and that's a I think that's a really important thing to remember that it's not it's not Lafayette first versus the world. No. That's not it's not what it is. It's we are a part of God's family and we are one arm of that here in this area. Yeah. And there are other very healthy very vibrant arms of that same task in every town across the world yeah. basically so it's an important thing to remember i think it is and
1: the way i've heard it describe is that we are
0: outposts yeah that's a great way to describe because it because
1: it gives that and i like it because it gives that intentionality and mm-hmm. mission like yeah. we're just an outpost like we're an outpost here in la Fea and there are other outposts here and we've teamed up with those yeah to to share the gospel and I love that that we're not Mm -hmm. competing with our area sister churches. We're 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 praying for them weekly. We are like bolstering them, lifting them up if we can. Banding together when we're able to, yeah. Banding together at the appropriate times. Yeah, I mean it's just it's amazing because we are all little Mm outposts for the kingdom right here where we are to impact the world. Yeah. And we don't need to be fighting. We got too much work to do. Yeah. To uh, to impact the lost people in our own community to be uh, you know we're better than you or you're better right. than us or all that kind yeah. of mess we don't need that yeah we are outposts for the mission of God mm-hmm. right here we're all part of that yeah yeah you're right that, I mean that's it and um, and then this local congregation this local church you know um, it's 187 years old
0: mm-hmm.
1: it'd be real easy to just be like well you know it's a historic church and this yeah. and that and whatever and You know, it's just eventually going to crash and burn. You know, it's like, it's almost like we expect churches to fail. Yeah. Why? Right. Why? That's the, that's the representation of the glory of God in Lafayette, Georgia. Mm -hmm. One of them. Yeah. Why would we expect it or hope or wish or, you know, well, explain it away. Mm -hmm. Why would we do that? We need life, vibrancy, excitement. Yeah. And because we have acknowledged the mission and the vision that God has given us, and have been operating under that for three years, God's actually doing those things. There yeah. is vibrancy, there yeah. is life, there is excitement. The waters, the baptismal waters, are churning every week. Yeah. Like it's super exciting mm-hmm. because we've got work to do and we're doing it, and God is blessing it, and we got more work to do. Yeah. And God's going to bless that and move in that. And Satan will attack. We've been talking about spiritual warfare. Yeah. yeah. But the gates of hell won't prevail against the, God, the mission of God. That's right. If we are identified with that, mm-hmm. identified with Messiah, the Son of the Living God and his mission, not mm-hmm. ours, not my purposes, not my preferences, yeah. but what Christ wants and making his name known in this area so that people will be saved. And guess what? People are being saved. Yeah, that's right. People are walking from death to life. Yeah. People are walking from light or from darkness to light. Yeah. And it's because we are shining a a beacon bright to say Mm. Jesus is still real. Jesus is still alive. Jesus still changes lives. And you can come here and find out about it. Yeah. And that's, Stinking exciting!
0: Yeah, absolutely, it is. I, I love that. Um, I love the imagery of the idea of, of outpost because mm-hmm. outposts are not. Um, that's not a place where, as as a let's let's just follow this uh, analogy for a second. But as an explorer, you don't go to an outpost and then just stay there. Yeah. You go to the outpost to get resourced, to to refuel, to resupply, to get and your you, marching orders, to get your marching yep. orders, and then you go out and yeah. do the work and. If we could keep that image in our minds, I think that that really changes the way that we treat. Um, that that really changes the way that we treat a building, which is, yes, we have we have great facilities here, and I'm so thankful for what we have here. But this is just a place for us to meet, and then we go out and do yeah. the work that God has called us to do. And and I think when we remember that again, going back to this is our identity, not something we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then that really changes. Um, how tightly we hold on to preferences mm-hmm. or certain desires about certain things—it changes mm-hmm. it. Because in the grand scheme of things, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like those things don't matter. The things that historically churches get upset about and, and you know uh, quibble over—it's it's things that really, in the grand scheme of things, don't matter. No. And so um, I think for us, just to, for me, yesterday, just the reminder of, hey, there's a bigger task here. Mm-hmm. there's this is much bigger than me it's not about me Mm -hmm. it wasn't about peter it was about the Mm -hmm. declaration that he made that jesus is the christ the son of the living god and we are tasked with sharing that with the rest of the world Mm -hmm. and and when we remember that i think that um if we could hold on to that let that be the first thing that we think Mm -hmm. about Uh, a lot of not that we have issues here but a lot of issues that may potentially come up they're they're overcome very easily when you remember that
1: yeah absolutely yeah. I think you know another thing about it all is like at an outpost, everybody has a task. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody has
0: something to do. Yeah, there's not people just chilling at the outpost to yeah. to advance the mission, right?
1: And I don't know what the I don't know what the correspondent or the antith- or antithetical analogy would be, but like maybe it's just a banquet hall. Mm. You know, yeah. banquet hall versus an outpost. A banquet hall. People chilling, yeah. People having fun, dancing. Like, right. there's no marching orders. There's no mission. There's no advancement. And I think we've made, uh, we 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 err if we make the church only a banquet hall mm-hmm. and not an outpost for mission work that needs to be done. Yeah, because at an outpost for the mission of the kingdom of God, the Son of the Living God. There is a job for everyone to do to Mm -hmm. advance that mission.
0: Yeah. I just had a great illustration of this pop in my head. So um, we watched this documentary uh, on Disney Plus last week about um, they're they're trying to find that they they found what they believe is the deepest cave in the world. And it's in South America somewhere, I think, or Central America. And um, they've not made it all the way to the end of it yet. But part of there's hundreds of people that are part of this crew, but there's like six people that are on the front edge that are all the way out as far as as they've been able to explore so far. But there's all these people that constantly, they're coming behind them, and there's, I think they had seven little, like, uh, camps as they're going through the cave. And there's people that are constantly coming behind these frontline explorers to restock Mm -hmm. all those camps. So that on their way back out... They have; they're able to stop and get some food, uh-huh. sleep for an, for a night, and then continue uh-huh. on back out of the cave because it takes them days to get down in there. Uh-huh. And it's the same thing for us; like we have not necessarily all of us here at this church. Everyone here is not called to go and reach an unreached people group in the jungle somewhere. But we've all been called to the task. And so I don't know what the task is for each of us, but mm-hmm. we all have a job from the outpost to go out and restock this station, if you yeah. will, so that those people that are out on the, the bleeding edge mm-hmm. can continue to do that work. And um, And I think that, that it's good to remember that we do all have this task, that there oh, yeah. there is action associated because of our identity, because of who we are in Christ, there's action that's related to that that comes yeah, out of it, absolutely. and and um and so remembering that I think again helps us to keep focus on what what we're supposed to be keeping focus on. Very good, very good. So. All right, well here's where we turn it over to you. What um what what have you thought about or do you have thoughts about your identity? And we would love to discuss that because I think that it's good to be reminded even if you've been a believer for years, it's good to be reminded of your identity from time to time. Just this is who I am and because of who I am, I act this way. Because of who Christ has made me, I have this task to go uh, and do and that's different for everybody but we would love to discuss that with you you can email us at the path at lafayettefirst.life life or you can comment right on our social media posts and we would love to start a conversation with you uh, but we will continue this conversation about our identity and what what it is that that um, our task is based on and how we keep moving forward continue that discussion next week but until then I am jason I'm Derek and we will see you next time as we continue down the path